Hi, this is Pastor Curtis Crawford welcoming you to our podcast. At Revive Outreach Church, we're striving to revive an awareness of Christ in our communities through Christ-centered compassion, service, and evangelism. You can learn more about us online at www.reviveoc.org or on Facebook at facebook.com slash church. We hope that you enjoy this message, and God bless. If you open with me in your Bibles to the book of Philippians today, we're going to be looking at a small portion of chapter 3, Philippians chapter 3. God laid this upon my heart uh, at the beginning of this week, and um, I know it was for me, um, but it just stuck with me all week, and I feel like I'm supposed to speak about it today. Uh, Philippians chapter 3. Uh, we're going to be starting with verse 12. If you can, can stand, if you stand for the reading of God's word. Philippians chapter 3, beginning with verse 12. Not that I have already reached the goal, or I'm already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it, because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue yes, as my goal the prize promised yes. by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Yes. Therefore, let all of us who are mature think this way. And if you think differently about anything, God will reveal this also to Amen. you. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. In the book of Philippians chapter 3, beginning with verse 12 there, uh, well, in chapter 3 itself, Paul is talking about maturity. He's talking about uh, what us church folks would call sanctification, uh, that daily growing with Christ, that daily uh, following after Christ, that maturing. Um, each of us mature physically and mentally, and we're supposed to mature spiritually as well. I will tell you that um, I am not nearly the same person today as I was last year, uh, especially as I was five years ago, uh, ten years ago. You're not the same person that you were. Uh, you, we all are growing mentally. Unfortunately, we're growing physically, uh, some outward and some downward and upward. Uh, but we're all maturing. We'll call it maturing. Uh, I like to refer to my mother as elderly, but uh, she's mature. Like right? She's mature. When I'm teasing her, I, I call her elderly, but, you know, she's mature like a fine wine, right? Uh, these years of, 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 you know, maturing and growing and, and aging, right? We age mentally, right? And we age, we're supposed to age spiritually. Right. Now, what I want to talk about today, though, is this Apostle Paul and the fact that here in the New King James Version, he says, I have not yet attained. He says, I strive to attain, but I do not consider that I myself have attained. Meaning that Paul, in everything that he had done, did not believe that he had ever achieved being exactly the, perf the perfection of Christ, exactly who he was supposed to be. Amen. 
He strove daily to be closer to Christ. He strove to change in his life, to grow spiritually, to know God, to know Christ. But he had not attained. And if the Apostle Paul, who was largely respected as one of the greatest apostles, uh, him, because of his missionary journeys, is one of the reasons why you and I are here today. Amen. Uh, because of his sharing of the gospel and all the lives that he touched and going to the Gentiles as non-Jewish folk, he made a huge difference. He was beaten, persecuted for his faith. He was stoned and didn't die. He was shipwrecked. I mean, this man went through it all. If anyone would have attained, you would have thought the Apostle Paul would have attained. If it was possible on earth for a human to attain the maturity that God wants us to have, to be the, at the level of holiness that God desires us to have, you would think the Apostle Paul would be right at the top of the list. Because as he was a Pharisee, and he strove to be the best Pharisee that he could be, he says here in chapter 3, going so far as to even persecute Christians to gain his own righteousness, he did the same when Christ met him on that Damascus road. He gave up that life. He took on the new life. But with the same zeal that he lived the old life, he lived the new life. He was just refocused. He was as zealous as ever, striving to follow after Christ and to grow in Christ and to work for Christ. Yet he says, I have not attained. And if the Apostle Paul did not attain, then you and I should not feel guilty that we too have not attained. That we too have moments of weakness. That we too have moments of failure. That we too have moments where we feel like we want to give up. Or we feel like we're not growing the way that we should. But if the Apostle Paul knew that he didn't attain, then we too should be comfortable that we have not yet attain. Because we will not be everything that God wants us to be fully made into the image of his son until we get to heaven. Amen. Now as we make our way along life's journey and make our way to heaven, we are to be striving to attain. We are to be running. That was one of Paul's favorite metaphors was running the race, striving Running to complete, to finish, we should always be moving forward. But when it comes to our holiness and being holy and sanctified, we will never fully attain. So, if there's anyone that believes they have attained, they are misinformed. <laughs> If there's anyone that believes that they've gotten to the place that they cannot fail or falter, they've gotten to the place where they no longer need to read God's word. They've gotten to the place where they no longer feel that they need to uh, commune with God or to study God's word, that they have been fooled because we have not attained. And the wording that Paul uses here about striving means 
that we are to continue every day to not uh, to, to strive, to not give up, to attain. Right? We are to strive every day and to have a desire to keep moving forward. Amen. To have a drive to keep moving forward. So we should never reach the place where we're not moving forward. If we are not moving forward, we are actually moving backwards. Because as Christians, if you are not growing, you are actually, you are, if you're not growing, you're actually reverting. If we're not moving forward, we're going back. It's like walking uh, down and up escalator. If you don't keep moving forward, if you stop for a second, the escalator takes away. A fish in the sea moves with the current, moves, is constantly moving. If he stops swimming, he's swept away. He's got to keep his fins moving. He's got to keep moving or the ocean will have its way with him. We have to keep moving in our life or life will have its way with us. Right, amen. Life will push us back even though we are trying to stand firm. Why? Because we must always be pressing forward. Amen. The Mythbusters years ago, but we're talking, doing a, a myth on, on hurricane type winds. and They had this giant wind tunnel and they were just blowing wind. And they slowly ramped up the wind to the point that uh, the, the person, I don't remember who it was now, but was standing like this. But they couldn't just stand. They had to keep moving their feet because even though they weren't going forward, if they didn't move their feet, that wind tunnel was going to blow them right out the other side, blow them right down on their backside. So even though the wind was blowing and, and they couldn't move forward, they were stepping as they had to keep stepping because if they didn't, they were going to go completely backwards and fall down. Even you and I, in the midst of life's troubles, we have to keep stepping forward. And I am preaching to myself today. Because if we stop moving, we fall down. Right. If we stop moving, we fall down. And the enemy is working overtime to get us to stop moving. Amen. He's been working overtime on me to get me to stop moving. Mm -hmm. To stop moving at all. Mm -hmm. To stop moving forward. And if we stop moving, we will fall down. Amen. And when life is rushing over us and we try to get back up again, it is very difficult to get back up again. Amen. When the ocean of life is roaring over us and all the circumstances are hitting us and the waves are crashing into us, it's very hard to stand up on your own. Amen. My wife told the story last week of being knocked down by the waves and I was a terrible husband because I laughed. <laughs> And she was being knocked around terrible. And then when she finally gave up and I stopped laughing, I went over and took her by the hand and helped her up. 
she actually couldn't get up on her own because she had fallen down and she was getting pummeled. And every time she tried to stand, another wave hit her, one right after the other. She couldn't stand until I reached out my hand and helped her up. When we see our brothers and sisters in Christ, we should not gawk. Amen. We should not ignore the leading of Christ who was trying to tell us to intervene on their behalf. Yes. We shouldn't stand back and spectate, but we should take them by the hand because they're drowning. Yeah. Amen. So if God lays someone upon your heart to pray for, to intercede for, stop what you're doing and pray for them. Yes. Because you are spiritually taking them by the hand yeah. when they cannot get yes. up on their Yes. And if you're someone that has been knocked down today and you feel like you cannot get up today, God is reaching down his hand yeah. through this message, yes. through this service to take you by the hand Amen. and help you get up. Amen. The Lord. You may have laid down in the surf on your own. You may have gone too far out in the ocean on your own. Made the choice to go out too far. Amen. But that's what a lifeguard is for. Yeah. When I go too far, when I can't get back on my own, a lifeguard comes and saves me. Mm -hmm. Today, let this word be your lifeguard. Let the Father who's speaking be your lifeguard, who is reaching out his hand, as Kelly said last week, like he did with Peter, to take you by the hand and restore you. Amen. Yes, Jesus. Today, he is speaking to someone to let you know that you are not forgotten. Amen. And he has not expected you to attain. He expects you to strive to attain. Yes. And if you have not attained, it's nothing to be ashamed of because none of us have attained. Amen. If you're struggling, it's nothing to be ashamed of because we all struggle. Amen. He that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. Yes. Thank you. None of us is qualified to throw a stone at another. Right. Amen. And our most spiritual holiest of days and the days that we feel like we are living at the foot of the cross and basking in the tears of Jesus we are not worthy to cast a stone at another Amen. we don't cast stones we give hands so don't pick up the throw a stone reach down and take your brother and your sister by the hand. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Because they need you. Yes, Lord, thank you, Jesus. The Apostle Paul says that he had to forget. He, he strove to forget what was behind, but to focus what was on fr in front of him. Now he's talking about his successes. He's also talking about his failures. In a car, you have your windshield, and it's huge. And you have your rear view mirror, and it's small. and it gives you a very small picture of what's behind you. Why? Because your focus should be on the front of you. Yes. Mm -hmm. The rear view mirror is for reference. Mm -hmm. Right. We are not to live our lives in the rear view mirror. 
If I drive my car only using the rear view mirror, I will crash. Wow. The rear view mirror is for reference only. Wow. The windshield is the biggest and where our focus is to be. The, so that we keep moving forward and striving forward, forgetting what's behind, yeah, right. but driving to what's in front of us. Right. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. The rear view mirror is for reference. It means that I can I look in the rear view mirror only to see things that can help me as I'm moving forward. Mm -hmm. Amen. You look in your mirrors as you're moving forward to ensure nothing back there is going to keep you from reaching your goal up front. Go ahead and write that down because that's good. No. <laughs> to make sure nothing back there, what some crazy moron back there is doing, is going to affect what you're trying to get to. Amen. They are not to be dwelled upon. They are not to be focused upon. They are meant to simply be Referenced. If you don't take anything else with you today, take that with you. That your past is a reference. We are never meant to live in the past, right. but we are meant to be striving forward Amen. to attain. Yes. Amen. 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 We are not meant to live in the past. Right. Amen. God did not design us that way. He designed us to always move forward. Yes. Nature moves forward, mentally we move forward, spiritually we move forward. Amen. So don't reference the past, or don't focus the past, not reference, but don't focus upon the past. Amen. Because the focusing on the past will re re uh, destroy the future. Amen. It will alter our future. So if you are rolling around in your circumstances and tormenting yourself with regrets and mistakes that you made and choices you wish you hadn't made, today God is saying to you, forget the past. And strive forward. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Don't live with regrets. Regrets are hard to get rid of, aren't they? Mm -hmm. I have to tell you that in my life, the majority of my regrets have to do with people, relationships. Mm -hmm. I regret relationships that I had that were negative that I should have given up quicker. I regret relationships that I have that were good where I did not make the effort I should have to keep them in good health. Amen. I regret in my relationship with God the times that I chose to not honor Him and to do something else instead of uh, talking to Him, instead of spending time with Him. Those seasons in my life where I deliberately isolated myself in the desert apart from Him. Mm -hmm. yeah. Those are regrets that right. I have. Right. And the devil likes to keep us wallowing around in our regrets. Amen. Amen. Yes. There's a plant in the desert in Arizona that are these giant prickle things. 
They look like, have you ever seen, they come off of trees in our area. They're about this big, but they have spikes all over them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Poor Odie, would, he would walk and he would get uh, them stuck in his paws. And I would notice him limping and they would just be stuck in his paw and I'd have to pull it out. In Arizona, they have giant, like baseball, softball size, these things. And they like to actually jump on you. You don't even have to get all that, like, touch them. They will hook themselves to you, and they are painful. You ever wonder what I'm talking about? Look up uh, Coyote. What's his last name, Alex? Peterson. Huh? Peterson. Peterson. He's got a whole video on where he fell into a patch of these things. And when they hook into you, they, the plant actually tries to dig into your skin. The more that you pull, the more it digs in. And he fell into a patch of these, and he came out covered. Many times, we are covered in our regrets. Yes. And the more that we try to remove them, the harder they attach to us. The more they secure themselves to us. So that removing them seems to be impossible. Mm -hmm. But he had a friend there, the cameraman, who was able to come over and help him remove them. But here's the thing. The cameraman, while removing one, got it stuck in his hand. Mm -hmm. So while helping his neighbor, he got it stuck on him. They passed the suffering from one to another. We have to be careful with our regrets that we are not damaging other relationships and wow. damaging and hurting people who are trying to help us. Wow. We need to recognize who was helping us and not allow that which is hurting us to jump on or project onto the one who is trying to help us. Oh, Jesus. I project. I lash out. When someone tries to help me and I'm at the lowest of lows, I typically get very angry. I want to lash out angrily because I'm allowing my stuff that's stuck to me, I'm allowing it and pushing it onto someone else. And then I hurt the people who are trying to help me. We need to recognize when people are trying to help us and accept their help. Pride will never free us from regret. Oh, man. Yes, that's good. Pride will never free us from regret. Shame will never free us from regret. The only thing that can free us from regret is confession. Amen. Oh, Jesus. Confessing and being forgiven. God alone can set us free from regret. And he will many times use those who are around us, who love us, to try to reach out and help us. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Mm. God is reaching out to somebody today and telling you 
Today is a new day. Right. It's a new dawn. Today right. is a new future. Amen. Today is a new starting point on your walk with him. If you'll simply take his I had to reach out and take his hand this past week. I didn't want to be rescued. But God had mercy on me and he rescued me anyway. Let God rescue you today. I know what it's like to live in regret and hurt and pain every day of your life. I know what it's like to just want to sleep all the time. Because when you're awake, it hurts too much. I know what it's like to hate yourself. I know what it's like to wallow in self-pity. But if God can save me, he can save you. Let us stand. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that you enjoyed it and were blessed by it. Each month we have people from all over the world who listen to the messages made available. If you've been blessed by this ministry, would you consider making a donation of any amount to help support us as we continue to reach the loss for Christ? Donations can be made online at www.reviveoc.org or by check at Revive Outreach Church, 411 Chatham Heights Road, Suite 101, Fredericksburg, Virginia, 22405. Thank you for your prayers and your continued support. May God richly bless you. Bless you.